the importance of having a mother. Um, as I'm sitting here thinking of topics for my podcast, I don't know why that's the first thing that came to my mind. And I'm just going to try again, try again, guys, to stay on topic. But I ramble. I ramble and ramble and ramble um, because as things come to my head, I just say them. And that's just how I've always been. But the importance of having a mother. And what I mean by that isn't um, like physically the importance of having a mother. That's not what I mean at all because... We all can have mothers that raised us that we saw every day, but did you really have a mother? And if you understand that, um, then you get it. And if you don't, then let me explain a little more. So, um, personally, myself, I was raised by a mother, a single mother for a little bit, and then she was remarried. Um... But she wasn't with my father. They they um, left each other when I was a baby. Um, and so I had a mom. Like, if you grew up with me, you saw my mom. My mom was hyper. My mom was like that cool mom that all the neighborhood kids loved. She invited all the kids over, made cookies. Like, my mom was that fun mom. And, um, but I always felt like it was all a show. And I've never really truly had a mom, or at least I never felt like I did. I never had a mom I could talk to. Um, she was always too busy for me all the time. Her, her, uh, her importance was how she looked, how her house looked, and her having fun. She hustled her butt off, meaning she made money. Um, she wasn't a hustler hustler like... If the rent wasn't paid, she could figure out, like, how to get money, you know? She was, like, a amateur interior designer. She, like, knew how to decorate, like, Christmas trees, like those Macy's Christmas trees. She painted. She did so much that, like, she was a go-getter. And is the one thing I wish I got from her, which I didn't. Um, And, but she was never really there. And, and then on top of that, guys, I mean, this is another topic, but she was heavily into drugs. She was really much into drugs on and off. Like, my whole, whole childhood, no, she wasn't a drug, drug addict from beginning to end. But she got on, she got off, she got on, she got off, she got on, she got off. And her excuse was that all parents do it. Her excuse is like, what? you see that parent over there? She does it. And, I'm, you know, who cares? Like you know like uh a robber can live across the street but doesn't mean i'm gonna go rob a house just because they do but um so the importance of of having a mother is so even even at 36 i'm now 36 years old i just turned 36 a couple weeks ago and it was really sad this year because me and my mom a few months ago got into a a fight and It was in her car, and it was a really bad fight. I took it overboard. I regret it because my kids were in the car, and I I just shouldn't have. I I let let her get to me. And I never talked to her after that. And I'll just say this. Like, me and my kids, when my kids are older, can get in the biggest fights. But I would at least send a text or, or a 
a message on their birthday like like I just couldn't and I, I don't care how prideful I am like that's my child that's the one that grew inside my body that I just I couldn't and and um this year was really sad because my mom she didn't call me on my birthday she didn't text me she didn't do anything she didn't even mention it to any of my family um in the end like I don't know why I was sad because she never really remembers my birthday um my birthday usually passes and she makes an excuse that she's busy or she has so many kids and she doesn't know everybody's birthday but I guess because we haven't talked it hurt more and I'm like purposely did you not call me just to be like I'm not gonna call you because I'm mad because I don't know but at the end of the day like it could be that she just really didn't know (laughs) because she never really knows when my birthday is but at 36 I wish I had my mom like there are times that you know I see friends of mine family they just have that mom, like, you know, the mom that will come decorate their house with them, the mom that will come have lunch, the mom that will babysit their kids just so they can have, like, an outing, a mom that you could just call when you're having a hard day, you know, you're having a hard day, and your mom can just say the right things to make that day better, or at least advise you because she's so wise, obviously, she's older than you, she raised you, that she could be going she could have gone through a situation because she already raised kids right you're raising them now but she already raised them so she could give you those wise words or something because she went through it you know like they say um you're 16 but you haven't been 36 right like my son my son is 14 you know but he hasn't been 36 so he's not as wise as me there's no way he could be right um and it's it's uh it's sad because you think oh when you're a kid you think you know when i'm 18 i'm an adult but you'll always need your parents you'll always need your mom and and um i think especially they say that like as you get older like the boys look to the dads you know and the girls look to their moms even if you're a a a mama's boy a daddy's boy a whatever it's still like if i'm a woman raising kids and she's the woman in the family i'm gonna look to her you know because you know like i'm losing track of 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 what i'm gonna say because i'm holding it i'm trying to hold in like i'm trying to hold in the tears but not really like the tears aren't there but i feel emotions coming and but I don't but it's like I'm not holding in the tears like I don't feel like I want to cry but I just my emotions are like making me a little fog, brain fog with some brain fog but um you know we we will always need our parents and I've noticed now in my mid-30s I yearn and sometimes get sad that I don't have a mom um even when we were getting along like i still didn't have a mom um and if she hears this one day she's gonna make every excuse she's busy she's working i mean she'll make every excuse in the book and 
I've heard it all. And it's the main reason that when we were getting along, I wouldn't bring up anything. I could never bring up anything like like deep thoughts, you know, um, serious conversations because she would take it left. She, you know, would always make it about herself or, um, so I just avoided it because it would just make me more angry inside instead of like, Hey, just listen to your daughter. Just listen to your daughter lady, you know, but I mean, I've talked to many people and she said in her ways. And even though I believe anybody can change, even if they're 80 years old, but if they want to, and if they don't want to, um, and they can't, you know, and I, you know, I feel bad because I know my mom is mentally ill. It's very obvious. And, um, but you can't help somebody who doesn't want to get helped. You can't bring the camel. You could take the camel to the water. You can't make them drink kind of thing, you know? So... I just look to be the best mom I can be. And trust me, in this world, it's hard. I mean, I'm not the perfect mom and I never will be. But I know when I'm wrong, I apologize to my kids. And I know when I'm wrong, I listen to them. And I try to change. And there are some things that are just like stuck in me that's hard to change. But at least I listen to them. At least I apologize. And I make point to at least apologize. Because if it happens again, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm only human, but I'm, I'm hearing them. You know, I'm hearing them and I'm hearing what they need from me. And I'm hearing how I shouldn't have acted that way. And I'm hearing how I shouldn't have done that. Um, but we need a mom. And uh, I, so many memories are coming to my head that... Um, I don't even know where to start, but it's just like she wasn't there, but she was there. You know what I mean? And uh, at 36, it's still hard. It's still hard, you know, and I, I have a very cold heart when it comes to family because of that. Because I don't know. I hear people say their mom is everything. They would drop everything for their mom, and I just wouldn't. If I'm being completely honest, I just wouldn't. Um, the day she retires, she retires, but I'm not going to help her out. And I don't know if that's going to change, but I'm saying truly in my heart right now, would I stop my whole life for her? I probably wouldn't. Um, I'll share. I'll share uh, a little story of... Uh, this is going to be hard because I haven't told you guys everything. But you know what? Just listen to this and later on in my podcast... It will all come together and you'll get it. So my mom got cancer at, uh, I was almost 12. I was about 11 years old, as old as my middle son. My mom had cancer in her ovaries and, um, and she was in and out of the hospital. She was seeing like this natural doctor, like, I don't know, you've heard of spiritual doctors that they, um, they don't touch you, but they, like, lay you down, and they're, like, a couple inches above your body, and they do, like, these emotions, almost like a witch, and it, like, supposedly takes away cancer. Well, she has, like, a big tumor, and then the tumor became smaller, supposedly because of this doctor, because she stopped seeing Western doctors, and then she went back, and she ended up having to go to surgery because she couldn't get rid of the, the remainder of the tumor, 
and it was cancerous. And I remember that my brother, my older brother, took me to go see her in the hospital. And she didn't look okay. She looked very sick. And, you know, this is going to be very hard because I hear the judgment already. But this is my truth. And this is how I felt. And this is how I felt at 11 after I gone through a lot of trauma. So, I remember saying, um, I never wished her death. But I thought, if she passes, maybe this could be a new beginning for me. If she passes, I'll be allowed to see my father. If she passes, because that's another story, and I'll get into that. I wasn't allowed to see my dad that much. Yes, I saw him a couple times a year. Um... I don't want to ramble. I'm not want to get off topic. So again, I'm going to have other other topics and it's all going to come together and you guys are going to get it. So I might like I'm going into something when I was 11 instead of starting where I was little because I don't know. I I just want to do this podcast. so I want to do it. (laughs) Um, But in eventually it will all come together and you'll get it. Um, So I never wished like I wasn't like I hope she dies. Oh my god, I hope she dies. I wasn't like that. But I couldn't help but think if she passes, I could have like a new beginning, like another chance of life. Like my mom, my dad would have to get custody of me or my aunt or I don't I, I didn't know who, but I just said maybe I could have another chance of life. Maybe like what I'm feeling and everything that's happened to me because at that time I was already being molested so that was a main point if she's gone I will never have to see him again and that will be done like my nightmares of every day every night being molested those will be gone and to me that could have been the best gift that I could have gotten so if my mom had to pass for that to happen in my head let's do it kind of thing but of course i would never do it but she had cancer so it kept crossing my mind like if she passes i can have another chance of life well my brother didn't feel that way my brother's dad um had passed away my brother's dad committed suicide so to him it was horrible like to him um he was really scared i remember seeing him like almost crying like he he couldn't lose a second parent I can't feel what he feels because I've never lost a parent. Um, I I didn't know how he feels, but me and him just didn't feel the same way. But I never, if anything, I have never told anybody this. So this is weird that I'm going on a podcast and just spilling it to the world because I've never even told this to my best friend. But um, when my mom um she ended up starting to get better and it wasn't like when she got better i was mad i just thought okay well she's getting better um okay so hopefully like now that she's gonna be cured from cancer maybe this will change her um well if i'm gonna um burst your bubble (laughs) it that didn't happen but um but she's still alive so she beat cancer and she ended up actually um having another kid which is my youngest brother and um yeah so 
at that point though i remember thinking maybe this is gonna change her you know because i always like wondered how like i was the only girl i'm her only daughter and i never felt like i was her only daughter you know um i don't know it's it's so hard to explain but i could just say that it's so important especially for a girl to have her mother and that being absent from her life is so hard it really is and it goes with you throughout your whole life it's not like when you're 15 or when you're 20 it's like it's like different phases like when i was in high school like i really needed her for guidance because that's when i was trying to find myself when i was 20 and i was just a new mom like i needed her then to like teach me how to be a parent because i didn't know what the heck i was doing and now that i had my last child and i'm just raising my kids and i'm coming into my own as like my adult life like um you know working and starting a business and like you know owning a home or or we're not owning a home but going to own a home hopefully soon like it's like every stage i needed my mom in a different way and i don't have her at all and and i almost feel like it would have been better if she just wasn't in my life because then i could say at least like oh you know my mom's not in my life but that she she was always there but she wasn't there it almost makes it feel even worse and then that messes with you because then you know this doesn't mess with me now but it has in the past where it's like dang like what's wrong with me like why doesn't she love me or why can't she be there for me like what's wrong with me why can't i have a relationship with my mom like i see others and i know like you only see the outside and and um, it's not greener on the other side of the grass, but it's it's greener where you where you water it, right? And for a long time, I tried, you know, I tried and tried and tried, and I just couldn't anymore. I I couldn't put it 100% of the effort, and it wasn't come back, and and I couldn't like open up to her. But then she always had something to say on like why her situation was worse, and I just want her to listen. I just want her to be there for me, like. I don't care what, not to be mean, but like, I don't care what happened to you right now. Like, you've told me over and over again, and I get it, and I'm sorry, and I understand that maybe you're a certain way because of the way you were raised or things that happened to you. But right now, I just want you to listen and just be there for me, and that's it. I don't want anything else. And she could never do that. So it was almost like, what's the point, right? Um,. But it's difficult. And I think this is more like just talking how difficult it is not to have a mother. Like, I talk to people and they're like, I could not imagine. And again, I always thought it was normal. I always thought like, this is normal. This is just how a mother and daughter relationship is supposed to be. So for a long time, it didn't affect me because I didn't know any better. You know, I don't know how it feels to have a great relationship with your mom. I don't know how it feels to even want to be around your mom and um but it has affected my life so much as a woman as a mother as a person um but you know it it really didn't hit me till maybe i was in my 30s how important having a mother is in your life but truly in your life present not just physically there anybody can physically be there just just think about anybody can physically be there and as much as I've given her grace in like 
she's been through stuff too and she has trauma um i do too and um i've opened up to my kids and trust me i'm not the perfect parent sometimes i blow up and sometimes i'm not present i get it but i i wake up and i snap out of it and I am there for them. You know what I mean? I make it a point. Like, they're my number one. Like, they, they are my number one. And I I live for them. Like, if I didn't have my kids, I don't know where I'd be. I, I don't even know, if, if I'm being completely honest, if I even would still be here. So, I don't understand it. I don't understand how you could. Yeah. All right. Well, that's just my little input. Um, this is episode two and just give me your thoughts, your comments, um, follow this podcast, share it with anybody it might resonate with, um, go ahead and comment below, um, or message me or email me, uh, uh, what you would want to see on this podcast, um, questions you might have, um, if you've ever gone through something, I, I love I love to converse. I love um, throwing out ideas. I love just talking about this real stuff. Because this is real stuff that, like, a lot of times on social media, we don't talk about. We don't talk about this stuff on social media. You know? We talk about all the pretty houses and the vacations. And I do it, too. Even though on my platform, um, because I am a blogger influencer. Micro-influencer. But, um... I even say it like I'll go on my IG story and say I'm having a hard day on there because that's not like what I focus on on that channel. I don't break down things like I'm breaking down right now, but I will say like social media is not perfect and I'm having a bad day and I don't feel good and I feel depressed today and you know, and, and that's okay. Um, but I, I lost my train of thought again. But these are things that need to be talked about because if you're going through it, it's you're not alone. And I felt alone. I felt like no one got it. No one understood me. And, um, yeah, well, thank you for listening. If you're still listening, I don't know why because, uh, I don't know. I'm just talking. I'm literally in my garage. I have like a little desk in my garage. I'm in my garage and I'm just talking. I'm not looking at a piece of paper. I don't have a script. I literally just thought of the topic. And and that's just how this podcast is going to go. I'm going to try to stay on topic as much as I can. But it's just to be keeping it real. And you knowing me and what I went through. Not because I want you to know me. (laughs) But because what I went through is a lot and a lot of different issues and a lot of different scenarios and you might or might know somebody that's gone through something like that i'm not a doctor i'm not a psychologist i'm just a person that went through it and i'm a person that has healed for the most part but it's still struggling i'm still struggling i still have a lot of trauma i live with but i can say i'm a very strong woman that has gone through things i'm still here um and I just want to share my story. And if, if, if you ever want to have a conversation about it, I'm always open. Always, always, always open. I, um, I love to talk. <laughs> if you know people who know me, I love to talk. But um, thanks for listening. Follow me. Again, throw anything at me. 
And thank you. This was episode two. I don't even know what number episode this is. Um, I haven't even posted my other episodes yet. I think I posted the first two and life just happened. And I've gone into one of the deepest depressions that I've been in like over five years. So hey, trigger warning. (laughs) This episode might be a little deep. But, um, I've hit an ultimate low. The only difference is I've shared a little bit on social media. Something I don't do. I'm I'm great at putting on a mask like I've told you guys. But I'm 36 now. I am 36. And I'm just over so much bullshit. I'm over shit that... I wasn't before. I'm over everything that I don't care. I really don't. I was watching the... um, I was watching everyone. Shaya? Shaya? Shaya LaBeouf? LaBeouf? I don't know how to say his name. But you know who I'm talking about. And he says, I don't give a fuck what people think about me. I grew up in an environment of no cheerleading. And so I really don't care what people think about me. And I'm starting to value my opinion more than others. I was like, are you and me the same person? (laughs) Because, um, yeah, I grew up in an environment where there was no cheerleading. No matter what I did, it was never good enough. No matter what I did, um, still happening in my life. No matter what I do. There's always pointed of what I didn't do. Um, I could have done freaking everything the best. And it's always pointed at what I didn't do. It was always pointed at that little speck that wasn't done. You know, how this person or that person did it better. How I could have done it better. It's I grew up and I'm kind of numb to the fact of um, it's never good enough. I do and so I've just come to a point at 36 I wish it didn't have to happen at 36 I wish it happened at like 18 that I just don't care I don't care I don't care to make you happy I don't care to make you proud I don't care about your opinion I don't care if you don't like me I don't care what you think of me I am me and I'm gonna do what I want to do and if you don't like what I say then the door is right there don't let it hit you on your way out kind of thing um, I don't talk to most of my family because of that. Because I'm the only one that's blunt. Everybody else is like, you can't say that. Oh, don't say that. And I really don't care. I don't care. Because in the end of the day, nobody really cared how I felt. Nobody really cared the drama. The trauma, not drama. The trauma they put me through. And still to this day, downplay it. So, I don't care. Like, I never come to start problems. But I'm also not going to put up people's crap. And I think that's where I'm at. But, um, yeah, I've hit an ultimate low, and I don't know from what. If you live with depression, you know that, um, sometimes you don't know the reason. You just feel down, but you don't know why. It's not a specific thing that happened. So, um, it's been 24 hours that I've laid in bed 
with the exception of going up to go pee, taking a shower, and I ordered one meal. I haven't eaten all day except right now I ordered something from DoorDash. Other than that, I've been in bed. Um, I haven't done this in over five years. Usually my depression would look like crying, um, deep cleaning the house, just keeping myself busy, not wanting to do things like go out. Like if somebody were to invite me somewhere, I just wouldn't want to go. And that was my depression. I just wouldn't want to go anywhere. It's been over five years that I actually turned into, um, like when I was 18 and a teenager, that was what my depression was like. I would go, go into like dungeon mode, like I would turn off all the lights, turn the curtains and just sleep all day and you wouldn't hear from me, you wouldn't see me. Sometimes I wouldn't even take a shower. I wouldn't eat. I would just get up to go to the bathroom and that's it and... I thought I uh I thought I was past that because that hadn't happened in like five years. Like my depression just looked different, but I would just pull myself out. I would go run, I would do something I loved, I would just look up if there was a concert that I even semi liked. It doesn't even have to be my favorite person just to go to because I know what feeds my soul. I would um I don't know, like just things that I love to do, I would push myself to do them even if it's just cleaning i'm not the biggest i hate cleaning but i would just start deep cleaning the bathroom deep cleaning a closet you know so i wouldn't be in bed but today my depression got the best of me i didn't want to get out of bed um i kept going back to sleep i've slept hours and hours and hours today um my kid's dad doesn't work today so he was with them all day so i did not neglect my kids unless you're thinking um he took them out and he ran errands and he did a lot of things so the he was with the kids all day today and it was just me at home um and i'm finally up i ordered myself some food some comfort food and I feel a little better, but I'm disappointed that I had to go to that. But again, like this is like this podcast title is trauma does not define you. And sometimes that's so hard to accept because with all the trauma, you feel like it does define you. You feel like the depression holds you back. You feel like you just can't get past a certain point because of it. So it's hard. And I'm not going to say it's not. and um, But it doesn't define you. You are who you are. And maybe have certain characteristics because of your trauma. But you aren't your depression. You aren't what happened to you. It's unfortunate. But sometimes it makes us stronger. And that's how I kind of have to look at it. Because what am I going to be depressed my whole life because of what I went through? It made me stronger. It, um... Did it put a negative mindset sometimes? Sometimes, and sometimes it could be that way. I try not to be. Um, did it make me a little tougher? A little, like, I don't give a fuck? Yeah, it did. And for that part, I'm not really mad at that part. But sometimes I could come off rough around the edges. But, you know, sometimes when you meet somebody that's just very rough, very, like, opinionated strong believe strong 
you don't know what they went through and you don't know why they're like that why is this person like that like it's usually not just because they want to be like that it's kind of like they have to like it was like their survival and even if they've healed there's just certain things that just stick with you but hey i'm thankful to be alive right i'm thankful to be breathing i just had an off day and it's okay to have off days it's just i wouldn't say great to keep it going because then it can get really dark and really bad and then so tomorrow I won't be laying in bed. I won't let myself. Um, kind of disappointed. I wasted a Saturday, but at the end of the day, maybe this is what I needed. Maybe I just needed a day off and needed a day to just be down. I don't know. I mean, it's not good, but at the same time, maybe, maybe I needed that. You know, and tomorrow will be a new day. On another note, I tried Guy Fury. You know that guy? He's on um food network and he goes around and he tries all different food places he has restaurants and i'm never able to get into his restaurants in vegas when we go well he had a place in la i don't live in la but i door dashed his burger it wasn't it wasn't bad i liked it i love the fact that i can door dash and i don't have to go drive in traffic la traffic if you know la la traffic is the worst and yes, I paid a little more, but I paid for convenience. I wasn't mad at it that I was laying in bed waiting for my food to get dropped off at my door. And it wasn't bad. The only thing is because you have to understand that wherever you order things, it's going to take that much time for them to drive it to you. So it wasn't like super hot. Yeah. But it wasn't cold. But I liked it. And... and it was a pick-me-upper because, like, I felt a little better after. I didn't eat all day. So, it was my only meal. But I just came on here to just let you guys know, like, hey, I've had a hard day. I haven't even made podcasts. I kind of actually forgot I started a podcast. That's how distracted my mind was. But, um, you know, it happens. And if you've lived with trauma, you're going to have off days even if you feel like you've been healed. You go to therapy like, <sighs> it is um not good, but it could happen. And you got to give yourself grace. You're human. So that's all for this podcast. Sometimes I just like getting on here. I don't like having a schedule, just getting on here when I feel like just want to talk to you guys and just have things that I want to say so follow my podcast if you know anyone who would want to listen or can really get something good out of here then share it with them I love to reach just even one person all right take care guys bye